Welcome to The Pulse on Akaville Radio, hosted by Rachel Schoenbaum. Welcome to another special episode of The Pulse. I am so thrilled to be sitting down with Perfect Fourth. They are a Scottish acapella ensemble, which is a mix of collegiate acapella graduates and with music, musical theater values. So welcome to Colm, David, and Tyler from Perfect Fourth. Hey, gentlemen, how are you? Hi, well, yourself. Awesome. And the reason we're chatting with Perfect Fourth today is that they are putting on a virtual show starting August 20th. And we're so curious and interested to hear about the format of this show and how you guys thought it all up. So feel free to share. Well, the show is a pre-recorded digital concert. We would have liked to have done a full realized onstage concert, but sadly because of the pandemic, it wasn't really a realistic goal because of the restrictions over here. But the, the show runs with no interval. It's uh, split into three acts and it's all about doubt, drive and acceptance. Awesome. And what sort of prompted you to come up with the idea for this show? The show, the, the group when we started it, um, we started just before the pandemic hit and the company that half of us work with is a musical theatre company that does fringe performances um, at the Edinburgh Fringe, Fest- fringe Festival and we knew that we wanted to do a fringe project first off the bat so when we got all of our members in after auditions we sat down and discussed if we were to do a show what, what would we like it to be about we don't want to just this whap out in our acapella concert and the one thing that kept coming up was that all of us were at a point in our lives where we were either just finished university or college or high school something like that or between jobs or between big life projects and kind of in a bit of a rut uh, a mid-youth crisis if you will and we decided to use that as our theme um, and we wanted to make a show about that about not really knowing where you're going or, or how you're going to get there yet and wondering if that's okay. <laughs> I mean, I think that is so common. That is such a common life experience. I wonder, was it difficult for you all to come up with songs that represented some of those challenges? Finding the music about the doubt part um, was quite You easy. had way too much angst. <laughs> <laughs> had way too much angst. <laughs> Finding music that are songs that for us held an answer to the question we were posing it was a struggle and also just finding the answer to the question that we were posing was a struggle but yeah we, we found music eventually but yeah the the more kind of upbeat things were kind of harder to, to pinpoint yeah i imagine too with like sort of life the way that it is that doesn't help right when you're in a sort of mental state of being in lockdown or being sort of restricted in what you can do thinking happy thoughts is really hard <laughs> yeah. In terms of putting it all together, can you talk a little bit about the process and what it was like for you to envision from that stage to putting it together to where it is now? Well, we, as we envisioned it, it was going to be a live show with live rehearsals. Um, and then we went into lockdown and had a bit of a moment of like, what do we do now? And then obviously started Zoom rehearsals, but we weren't sure how we were going to run them until David came along and saved us and started mixing our recordings together and we all started recording remotely from our houses and David started mixing everything together so that we could start rehearsing along to our own voices we could actually hear each other again which was marvellous and without which I don't think the group would have survived frankly um, and it started out like that it was purely as a rehearsal track rather than a oh we could use this for a, a show instead it, and then when I got the, the tracks and then we put it all together it was kind of like hey it's this actually sounds not too bad. <laughs> so we could maybe do something with this rather than just kind of have it as a rehearsal track thing. Yeah. David, did you have these skills beforehand or were they skills you had to develop in order to accomplish this task? 
Oh yeah, for sure. I'm definitely on the amateur spectrum, and I, I kind of just muddle along, try and listen listen out to to what works. But I, I, I've done stuff in the past. I'm probably one of the older ones in the group, and have been in multiple university acapella groups before this. So you kind of just kind of pick up stuff as you go along. Circumstances mean you kind of fall into certain roles, and this role for me has been audio stuff. Yeah. You had mentioned earlier about auditioning and that the group started kind of at the beginning of the pandemic. Can you talk a little bit about how you found the members? We did have live rehearsals for a couple of months before we had to go into lockdown. The pandemic was starting overseas just as we went into auditions. Though some of our members did come in during the lock, like the actual lockdown itself, Tyler being one of them. Tyler, we held another set of auditions that were all digital and Tyler was one of the people that joined us from that. When I came in, the set was already crafted and it was already just in the recording process. And so as I came into it, I got to have a taste of the message that was already laid out and how it got to get portrayed. And I just got to blend my voice with that. And that alone was an experience itself. I got to fall in love with a full set and then go, okay, all right, time to lay down some berry lines. And it just, <laughs> and it just worked. Oh, well, that's awesome. You know, you talk about how that was a nice way for you to come in. I wonder, were there harder parts about putting this all together? I, I imagine the answer might have something to do with not being able to get together as much as you might like, but can you talk a little bit about some of the challenges? You need to keep the energy up, really. That's probably the big thing because it was pretty much a, a whole extra year that we weren't planning to have. So say when you've you've learned a song and you, you're like, Let, let's rehearse this for the, the 20th time online, not singing with each other along to a recording, it's, it gets a bit stale. So we, we definitely had to do the odd, like completely non-acapella related thing, like socials and that sort of thing, keep it as fresh as we can, or just like completely different music. Were there other, for Colm or Tyler, were there things that were hard for you? When it came to me, I'm on a visitor visa. And so I had to travel back to the States for a portion of this. And my recording equipment was out here in Scotland. And so when I came back, I live on the West Coast. I had to still attend rehearsals to make sure that I was getting everything off book and prepare for the set. Because at some point I was thinking it would still be done physically. And if not, then preparing to at least perform this digital thing. And so that's an eight hour time difference. So I was up at 10 AM waking up. <laughs> I was AWOL for one, <laughs> um, but I, I made it work. So waking up early, just like having breakfast. And I was staying with my father at the time. So I was in a house just filled with people like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It was like, I'm doing acapella, dad. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that 10 a.m. time must have been pretty good for your berry. <laughs> um, I think the other thing as well is, um, of course, this isn't all just recorded vocally. There's a physical live show that you, you see in person uh, that we couldn't record or rehearse even until very close to the, our filming deadline, if that makes sense. We were um, hanging on to all the announcements for when we're allowed to actually physically get together. Yeah, we had to do all of the physical choreo for, I mean, 22 tracks in the space of five days, four days? Four days. Four days. Four days. Yeah. Luckily, half our group are musical theatre performers, so there's a lot of dancers with us, but there's also so many of us like... It's <laughs> 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 an intensive week. I imagine. So that, that was a, a big difficult part of it, was having to launch into intensive rehearsals instead of just rehearsals being spaced out like in a healthy way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it sounds like despite that challenge that you found ways to feel good and we'll be hearing Feel Good Inc. from from Perfect Fourth. Here they are. Hold up, hold up there past me. 
we don't have a license to play music on this podcast. So if you want to hear this interview uninterrupted, including all the fantastic music that's involved, go to akaville.org and become a member. Thanks. And now we return you to our regularly scheduled interview. That was awesome. I love that. And Colin, that's a really fantastic arrangement. I want to credit you with that. That's awesome. Thank you. It's a Vogue Method Fourth songs because we have our perfect fourth numbers, which are going to be featured throughout the set. But the smaller numbers, just like Feel Good Inc., are part of our smaller groups, which we call Augmented Fourth. And so you'll have a few of those that are also featured on our YouTube that just show off the strengths of every singer that we have in small, like six group numbers. That's awesome. In terms of putting this performance or putting this digital show together, were there elements of it that were easier than you were anticipating? We blended really well. The, the <laughs> moment that we got together, like despite us just singing over Zoom and just hearing our voices in our heads, when we got there and we started singing tracks, we ended up getting sidetracked by starting to sing and realizing we sound amazing. And Colin's like, guys, <laughs> hey, stop it. We need to do a show. And we couldn't stop singing our parts. That's awesome. If anything, learning, I mean, from an MD perspective, for instance, my keys work, playing on keys is shaky at best whereas obviously over online we've been teaching everything with rehearsal tracks and piano tracks online and teaching numbers like that is, is far easier actually than getting into a room and teaching everyone line by line because half of our group, group don't actually read sheet music yeah um, a means of musicality but they don't have that like sight reading ability and for our group that's actually worked wonders to the point that now going forward we're trying to blend our rehearsal schedule so that half of it's live and half of it is on zoom still so that when we have a new arrangement we'll go over it online first so that the next time we're together live everyone has their part off book and right just go for it that's amazing so i'd say that's easier in a way yeah and obviously something that you will take advantage of and use moving forward are there other things like that that you found were beneficial or, or changes that you'll sort of keep <laughs> <laughs> Sensing a hard no on that. <laughs> I don't know that there's many more, for, at least from my perspective. I don't know if David and Tyler have anything. As far as changes, like I, I can't think of anything else that we could have done that we haven't already implemented in the short time that we were together to rehearse and then perform this show. We hashed out so much blocking and choreography and we developed this incredible bond that it seems like we're all on the same wavelength. And so all the changes that Colin mentioned, we're all on board with that exact thought. That's awesome. If you think about this show, are there elements of like professionally recording it maybe that you're releasing it in its entirety? I mean, I know you're showing it for nine, 10 days, somewhere in that time frame. Will there be opportunities after that for people to have a chance to, to see it? We are looking at a way of doing it. We're currently, our manager, she, he's not here at the moment, but we're discussing the now about setting at least some kind of website where we can have it somewhere for people to view it. We're also going to kind of release some parts of it in the following year onto our YouTube channel. I doubt we will release all of it because it's not entirely fair to people that pay the ticket price, but we'll probably remove, like, drop certain parts of it in the year to come. Yeah. And hopefully have it somewhere on our website too view after the fringe is done personally from an audio mixing point of view i'd love to give the tlc to some of the songs that we felt were really really strong but were hampered by the fact that probably half of the people recording were recording on phones um <laughs> that sort of thing <laughs> so it still sounds amazing but you, you know it could sound so much better so mm -hmm. I'd, I'd love to take some of those and do those in the future either myself with proper uh, mics uh, all together in, in a studio or 
set off professionally. Yeah. Are there ones that are special? You, you mentioned like near and dear to your heart. Are there ones that, that you'd like to share? When I auditioned, I got a call back to my surprise as I was very positive. There were a lot of people that were going to audition for Perfect Fourth. And my callback song was for a song uh, called Morning Comes by Delta Ray. Mm-hmm. And I hit the callback and I'm a Barry and it's a belter. <laughs> but with that callback, I got into the show and then it came down to, all right, we actually need a soloist for this song. And I bit my lip. And I took it and it's one of my favorite pieces of the entire set. That's lovely. Well, that's, I think, a a lovely thing. And we'll be hearing, let's take a moment to hear another song by Perfect Fourth. We'll be hearing them do Lullaby. It was originally performed by Hozier and Arctic Monkeys. It's a mashup. Here they are. Hold up, hold up there past me. We don't have a license to play music on this podcast. So if you want to hear this interview uninterrupted, including all the fantastic music that's involved, go to akaville.org and become a member. Thanks. And now we return you to our regularly scheduled interview. And that was lovely. (laughs) So what do you guys have coming up after the show? What are some of the things that you're hoping to do in the upcoming year? Something we'd, we'd been hoping to do last year, if uh, we hadn't been locked down. Competitions. We we want to look into what we can do as a non-collegiate group. But also we've looked into some already and we're very, very keen. But obviously we, we have a bit of catching up to do with physical rehearsals now and getting us back up to scratch um, before we can really look at them seriously. But it's something we were intending to launch ourselves into as soon as we can. Another thing, we have a production of A Christmas Carol coming up at Christmas time where... Perfect Fourth themselves are actually both the acting ensemble and the, the orchestra. Um, all the numbers are performed by us and all the underscore, everything is all a cappella. So that's that's coming up at Christmas time. Uh, so it's the next kind of big project before, I mean, Next Fringe. Are you already thinking about Next Fringe? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> the, the show is about an hour long and... Although we'll probably use some of the stuff that we've done this year, we'll still need to use a lot of new material for it. At least from a writing perspective for me, I need to start thinking that. But The Fringe is like our first project that we intended to do from the get-go, from the inception of the group. So I think it's always going to be a, a part of what we do is The Fringe every year, hopefully, if time allows and if all of our members can attend. Because yeah. um, um, Tyler's currently like jumping between countries and then our soprano is currently based in Berlin as well so some things I mean we obviously for recording this Nadia our first soprano had to come all the way from Berlin as well for recording so the fringe might be we'll see how that plans out as you start thinking about next fringe do, do you have ideas about sort of themes or topics that you want to cover personally not yet <laughs> um I know there's some music there's some songs that the group have been looking into all of us are a a bit obsessed with there's a slight few artists i mean i'm personally obsessed with um sammy ray or sammy ray and the friends um we already feature some of her music in this set uh, but there's quite a few songs that the full group have been interested in as well as uh, dirty loops as well mm. is another one that we're trying to tackle and how to do that acapella and do that well so i think we've got a couple of musical ideas and then there's other people in the group i wrote the arrangements for this set but we have some amazing arrangers in the group already who are award-winning in the collegiate circuit. So I think the next fringe will probably be a bit more more writing from them as well. Yeah, that's... I don't, I'm not ideas for themes yet, but the music's yeah. certainly already in the works. Yeah. 
So for folks who want to check out this digital presentation, how can they do so? So tickets are available on the edfringe.com website, uh, our Edinburgh Fringe website. We are listed under Perfect Fourth Lost and Found as a title of the show and our theme. But yeah, and it airs, I'm not sure, sure what the timings are for you guys. It airs at seven o'clock here on the 20th and 27th. Um, roughly 2 p.m. East Coast and then around 11 a.m. West Coast. There we go. <laughs> you got it down now. <laughs> Perfect. If people want to learn more about Perfect Fourth, where can they find you? You can find us on Facebook and Instagram under Perfect Fourth. I think Instagram we are Perfect under Dash Fourth. We post pretty much everything to both of those platforms. Uh, we also have our, our YouTube where all of our work is, which is also under just Perfect Fourth. It's spelled as F-O-R-T-H, uh, the river that runs north of Edinburgh. I love it. Well... I am so grateful that you all took some time today to speak with us and share with us your digital performance. And I'm really excited to follow you guys and see what comes next for you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank, Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. As we say goodbye to Perfect Fourth, we'll be hearing one last song. We'll be hearing them do Say So, originally performed by Doja Cat. Here is Perfect Fourth. Thanks for listening to this week's The Pulse, only on Acaville Radio. Remember, Acaville Radio is your home for the best in acapella news, music, and video. Only at acaville.org.